Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand, and this is where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm back on Mighty Sparrow after a nice little visit with the family. And while I was down there, I was staying with my brother Sven. So we had to hit up a quick uh, podcast and let him hit the airwaves, as I like to say, and uh, yeah, it's been, it was a lot of fun, you know, we, we talk about everything from a little bit of sailing with the Sydney to Hobart, and then we get into a lot about, uh, I don't know, some some theories Sven has on life and, and working, and also uh, Sven grants me my wish of sharing some of his favorite content via Audible, uh, also some of the YouTube stuff and podcasts, it really is pretty eye-opening, the amount of content that he consumes and the type. Uh, I've actually listed some of it as the scary books because they're such frightening subjects. But uh, before we start the show, like I always say, if you want to help support and keep this podcast going, you can help out by becoming a patron. Thanks to everybody who already does. It's absolutely amazing. Just follow the link in the description. And if you want to reach out to the show, head over to SailingIntoOblivion.com and you can click on the podcast link and contact the show directly. Other than that, we do have some uh, new merch. There's three different shirts now. Uh, I was able to get kind of a neat little new design on there with a little picture of Sparrow, sort of a throwback to the circumnavigation. But I see a lot of people ordering them and I really appreciate it because that is absolutely huge. And thanks to everybody that throws a little tip in there. That's very, very needed at this point in time. So without further ado, here we go into the mind of my brother Sven. Oh, and really quick, uh, language warnings, then uh, sort of just lets loose, really. And uh, so you may want to just keep that in mind if uh, you've got kids in the car or whatever. So just uh, just a little warning. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. There you go. Back by popular demand, we are sitting in St. Pete, Florida with Sven. Yeah, bro. Brother. Yeah. Brother yeah. is yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> this is show i think either three or four with you bud yeah yeah like you know we said on the earlier pod that uh you know that that the first one would never see the light of day so but oh yeah yeah, yeah well, that that's was, right we didn't know what we were doing back then yeah, the show do. was young yeah we're at you know that was back when i was still in like show 25 or something like that you know now this will be probably 146 yeah, no, because I remember the the last one I did was like one something, one oh something, one oh three, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just broken a hundred, which is a big milestone. I mean, for any podcast to sort of continue. Yeah, I was I was sad that moving. I I was sad that I wasn't one hundred, but uh, oh, that's right. I remember because I, I was called all you hurt, and I said, "Hey, we just hit a hundred, mm-hmm. and you're like, you're like. What? what? I, I can fly there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I well, your enthusiasm is is awesome. It, yeah. it makes me want to keep doing the show. No, I'm yeah, but shit, you don't have to ask me twice, man. I hey, no. I appreciate. So, Black Plague. What were you about to say? Oh, <laughs> so we've been watching this thing. It's a spoof 
on BBC. It's it's like a spoof on their their natural history documentaries, and it's this <clears throat> it's this chick. It's called Kunk C U N K on history or on Britain on Britain on Britain, and it is a deadpan piss take on the history of the world. And it is, oh my God, it is so funny. But she was like saying something like, uh, yeah, I, she was saying something about how nice it was in the castle after <laughs> after people stopped stabbing each other. And she was like, I am right in time for the plague to start. <laughs> and I don't know. After a little technical difficulty, uh, you're back on, Smith. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, a little technical difficulty. I got, yeah, I got to upgrade the gear a little bit. I think that really is, you know, obviously I have to get the parts for the boat, but. You know, I, I think the mics are good. It's just the interface with the computer. How old is that computer? This is new. This is this was uh, uh, a new purchase for the trip. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the old ones were literally dying. One of them, the battery life was nothing, and the other one had been around the world, and the screen had duct tape on it. Ew, okay. You know? So yeah. once they have duct tape on them, usually that's that's my sign to start looking. Have you seen those those tough books? Uh, I have, yeah, I've seen, I mean, that, you know, they're like bulky and unwieldy, but apparently they well, can that, take a hell yeah. of a beating, you they know, take a beating. I mean, these, all the really sensitive electronics on the boat, I have a suitcase size Pelican case mm-hmm. and they all live in there. Um, everything, the Iridium go, all that stuff. The yep. only thing it doesn't is, you know, uh, a, a tablet or a phone. And, um, those are in nice little cases Yeah, yeah. and the GoPro. Yeah. Cause I can't, you know, the GoPro has got to be. How much was that Pelican case? I can't remember. Uh, not um, cheap though. It wasn't cheap, and you know it was kind of funny. I there was there's a two two thought process with that. One is to keep the gear safe while I'm out at sea, yeah. ugly weather. Two, it was gonna be like a memoir. You know, if I go down in the Southern Ocean and I have to oh, get my oh, life yeah. raft, oh, that's your black box. It was basically here's my black box. All the hard drives are in there. Yeah, Set it yeah, free. it's it's a uh, message in a bottle. Well, and I I figured you know, but probably I don't know if the whole thing could withstand being floating in the ocean for a long time. Totally watertight, but I figured you know if it came down to it, put a couple of those hard drives in a few Ziploc bags and then throw them in there. That's yeah. a lifetime. Or or. Put them in a smaller Pelican box inside, inside the, the, the big, Pelican, big Pelican yeah, box. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'd be but a I mean, you know, nuclear if, blast. If I, if I came across a Pelican case out at sea, oh, you better believe I'm stopping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab the boat hook. Board, yeah. I'm yeah, hoping yeah. it's full of piles of money. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that are like piles of cocaine. <laughs> I, see, that one, I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that case because it's tricky. Uh, being in the BVI, I sort of was able to hear some pretty, uh, crazy firsthand stories about people that found, you know, bricks Drugs. of stuff yeah. washing up on beach, like weed or, or mostly or cocaine. Yeah. 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 And one of the things they were saying, they were like, listen, you know, here's the bad part of that story. Said person found it and yeah. then decided he wanted to try and make just a little bit of money off it. Got yeah, in touch with other people. It's free to him. It's free to him. It's free to him. But he he eventually sells it to another said person. Yeah. But somewhere along that chain, somebody got, oh, got busted. busted. And the person and who initially found it 
So and they then, just walk the chain back, and everybody's yeah. giving up their brother because they well, ju- no one wants thing. to go to jail um, in the drug world. Yeah, absolutely. I would think so. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have to. Yeah, because the guy's like, well, "Are you selling me cornstarch? Yeah, yeah, or is this the real?" So you have to meet with somebody. Well, and in that, a hotel that was... in a shitty hotel room somewhere, and then, <laughs> and then just you don't like, want to do that. No. I've seen and the first you... twenty minutes of blow. Oh, I yeah, know exactly. South, that stuff can go. Yeah, no, it'd go real. But it was, it was pretty interesting uh, when I was talking to my friend who who is from the British Virgin Islands, and mm. he, he basically he was like, "Yeah, if I ever saw a brick of cocaine sitting on the beach, I'd walk in the other direction." And I was like, what? And then he explained it to me, and I was like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Would not not think so. Hey, so before we just go off into the weeds, which I'm I'm really looking forward to, um, you watched at least some of the Sydney to Hobart, the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I figured it is technically a sailing podcast here. Uh, You want to give us a couple little takes on that? I mean, it was pretty interesting to sit here and watch you talk about making the sales for this boat and that boat and all yeah that. well i mean I, you know i've been out of the sail making game you know doing the aerospace thing for enough time because those you know those racers oh they, it's always it, changing oh well as soon as they they you know they they count their sail life expectancy by tax on the, on the, that level. On that level, yeah. You know, the 100 footers. Yeah. Right. You know, the 30. And that's the like 30 Puma, meters. Wild Oats. Well, no, no. I mean, Puma is just a Volvo 70. Oh, right? that's right. Right. Comanche, all that other Comanche. stuff. Comanche. Comanche, that's Wild I mean. Oats. Is Kenny uh, Reed still doing Law that? Law Connect. Uh, no. Mm. No. I, I, and I don't really want to go into the story of why, of what that falling out came right. into because i don't know the details and, good man yeah. smart and uh but uh so, we don't like to say allegedly no 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 no, like no, no, no 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 oh yeah oh no yeah you have facts and you can't get slandered yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah or libel and uh but um those boats, though, that are there, yes, I did do previous generations of sales, you know, because like i said they they judge their sales age and tax. Yeah, and right. once you hit a certain number, that thing goes into a dumpster. Jeez. Yeah, or maybe it gets repurposed into a sail bag. Sail but bag carbon yeah. carbon fiber is not a really good. That, uh, yeah, that stuff doesn't make for a nice. Yeah, uh, no, you know, itchy, it makes for bag. an itchy sweater. Itchy fleece. <laughs> yeah, but, but and that's uh, all. All those black sails. That's all carbon, carbon fiber. fiber. Yeah, yeah, or it's like a little bit of a blend of something. It might have some dyneema in there for just some. Just some durability, mm-hmm. but uh, those are like all 3DI raw, light, super light, you know. But it, I mean, it was pretty interesting. I mean, that was a pretty those the the big boys, that you know, they're pretty close together, and the, you know that's why everyone watches. That's this why it's Hobart. exciting, and that's a great start, you know. That upwind to get out of the heads and into and the ocean. And then just crack off and just send it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was funny because there was an instance there where somebody was pushing a couple boats up against the up the, up against the spectator. Oh, spectator fleet, line. Fleet. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, and I, you could hear some guys screaming at each other. Oh, like, fuck you, dude. It's always <laughs> got to get a little heated in there. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a start. You know, even though it's like. 
what is that 600 something mile race? i think yeah. so yeah. i you know i was looking at i just was looking at windy looking at their yeah. forecast and and they're gonna have if fair conditions but it's know, gonna get ugly i mean i mean it's yeah it's fun to watch that start yeah but, but if your overall boat design and sail inventory makes you a quarter knot faster over the course of 600 miles he's Pretty sure you're gonna win it, unless yeah, <laughs> unless you have equipment failure or something yeah, yes, like that. Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't make it to the end of the race, that that's a mm-hmm. whole that's a whole other thing. I was watching other stuff on uh, the route to rum. I, I can't really remember when when that that was. I you know I don't keep these dates in my head. It's, it's, it's got to get a little muddled. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, it's just, it, it, there's there's a race all over the planet at any given time, and. Uh, I should I should know when the route to rum is you know I could probably Google it right now but but uh, it was it was interesting watching those like those those big tries and then Ina Ina was telling me she's like she she's like I think there's only one guy on that boat and I'm like no that's too big for one guy not, and and not now, these days and I and I and I was like oh shit she's right. I was like, holy fuck. I haven't picked up a seahorse in like two years. Oh, that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know, that's where you or find out. yachting world even. Really. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just haven't because I've been just doing this aerospace stuff. And, you know, I mean, but it, when we, Ian was like, no, nah, I think that's one guy. Well, and I was all, just like, hydraulic, I was like, everything's. I was like, holy shit, man. I mean, some of those foiling tries. The massive ones, the hundred footers. Oh, it's footers. insane! Yeah, it's yeah, insane. yeah. The the speed. I mean, I couldn't even imagine just being on a boat when all of a sudden it lifts up on the foils, and the and you whole... just gain seven knots. Yeah, oh, in psh. in one in one in thirty seconds. Well, because you've been on hydropter. Yes, I have been on hydropter, and yep. that that's that's a custom design but isn't that what like the mod 70s were based off of or something um no Not i mean really. the hydropter was an experimental craft oh, it had right. been okay, it'd okay. been around forever yeah yeah you know and it, it constantly changed it had gone through iterations of didn't its it design. explode at one point yeah they did they did something they they were always working on a shoestring budget mm-hmm. you know trying to do something with it yeah because they were like foiling way before not before anybody else was i mean I remember trying to talk dad into getting a, the a Hobie, Hobie, Hobie trifoiler, tri-foiler yeah. you know, and he was yeah. just like, well, was, was, you no. Know. Well, and, he's probably right. We probably would have killed or, ourselves. Or, or we would be foiling masters mm-hmm. and, you know, because you got to start out early, right? Yeah, that's true. So you, you never know which, which way that would that fork in the road would have gone. But, uh, but you know, you, you, you see the, the foilers, um, you know, stuff like the Hobie Cat stuff that was done back in the early 90s. That must have been the early 90s. You can I, still yeah. find the advertisement on YouTube. You it's can, actually yeah, really yeah. interesting. It looked like it was not really a... Oh, I'm sure it's sketch as shit. Well, and I think it had to be in, you know, almost flat, calm water to be able to use it. Well, thing. you could use it on Walloon Lake. Yeah, as long as the waves weren't over like a foot, maybe. I mean, it, it didn't look like something that could take a two-foot wave. It didn't look no. like Because it. it wasn't like the modern ones where it lifts completely out of the water. It looked like it was just... I don't know. It got up to speed. It was it, atten- it was essentially two windsurfers mm. tied to a Together, center yeah. cockpit, and you know, and they had wishbone sat in there. Yeah, yeah, and they had the wishbone 
the wishbone booms. Right. And they're probably tied together at the tips of the mass, mm-hmm. I, I believe. I mean, we, we can watch it, but, but I mean, it did harness a lot of power. And I think it was built pretty light for in the day. You yeah. know, there's no carbon fiber there, but, but it was, it was two surfboards. It would have been mostly just two fiberglass, like super, yeah, super thin. You just know? like windsurfing material. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, foam boards or whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't Mylar know. sales, like, probably. Or roto molded or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they were not expensive sales. No. no it was no. just that they had doubled the, the, sail area by having two mass right right and so but i i just remember watching oh god damn that would have been fun on oh all yeah. yeah there's i you know it's it's funny because i remember obviously i started sailing essentially on that hobie 16 and for the first probably 10 years of my sailing life it was just i had a need for speed i wanted to go as fast and yeah, to the edge yeah. as possible yeah now look at me now you're going 43 to... years old Getting my ass whooped out at sea. Yeah, you know, like, five five tra- knot shit box. Where's yeah. the trade wind? <laughs> yes. Can I do some downwind sailing, please? <laughs> Can I please go downwind? Uh, I'm tired. Like, oh, another less uh, low pressure since uh, back uh, when I was younger. I would have been like, yeah, let's rip it. Yeah, now I'm like, now, ooh, better reef again. Now you're like, oh, I want to ease this out. Well, but I, at the same time, the, the, the risk uh, factor when you're in the North Atlantic in November's maybe a little higher than well then it becomes Walloon Lake well, <laughs> yes, yes 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 yeah in August right yeah <laughs> then then it's like now it's your mental game right yeah you yeah. know it, it'd be as that's when it's get, it switches over from having a blast you know going on to an adventure and then all of a sudden becoming a real mental like, all right, how are we going to do Arduous. this? It's like, I, I have to make it through. Yeah, and I got to do the planning. It's not like, I mean. We, they fed it to us. Spoon fed. We are spoon fed. Like, like I was I was trying to, my my wife, Ina, you know, we, we've got that whaler that I, I put all that time and all that money into redoing, you mm-hmm. know. Try, try, you know, it's not showroom, but it's getting it's there. It's nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. For, for an 84 whaler, yeah, yeah. She's, she's pretty. And uh, and my wife's like, you know, we, we don't take it out enough. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because it's a real fucking hassle to get the trailer <laughs> down to the ramp, find the parking, you know, yeah, yes. If it's if it's an epic day, or maybe it's in the middle of the week, like she's got some random day off or takes a day off, yeah. And we, you know, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Done. Perfect weather. Yeah, yeah, perfect weather. Flat, calm day. The boat on tap, and and so yeah. I, I was telling Nina, I'm like, I'm like, because we were waiting for the electrical to get installed for mom and dad's lift. Yeah. And and I was like, I'm like, she's like, we never go boating. I'm like, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. And then boom. Oh, Arctic blast. Yeah. As, know, soon, right? as, soon, as, they, as soon as they install the electrical. But, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully we'll be getting out there more often in Tampa Bay, you know. Well, it is. It's a neat, neat area. I mean, just trying to explore. There's just so much. There is. So much in the whole St. Pete, Tampa. And where was I today? Sarasota. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, that bridge. We, we were coming back over the bridge. And it was a big, like... 500 foot tanker cruising mm-hmm. underneath it i'm looking at it like oh you're the uh, the evil enemy yeah, out there yeah, i was yeah, dodging yeah. you offshore yeah yeah no it's, uh, people forget how big uh, uh tampa is 
Now, of course, I don't live in Tampa. Probably wouldn't want to anyway. No, but Tampa Bay, I mean, it's Tampa, huge. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. And there's big, there's big, there's big, um, what are those things called? You know, the, the, the shore, or the, 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 where they unload all the cargo and shit and just shipyards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And, uh, but it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes in and out of here. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's well, the yeah, population is pretty big. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's dwarfed by obviously the things on the East coast, Jacksonville and Savannah. And oh, that. oh, there's, yeah, there's centers. Those, those are the real this, this, deal. Yeah. The centers, Yeah, you know, like it would do, dude, I would, so I was in, <clears throat> I think, uh, in between the last time I talked to you, uh, so I went to Norfolk for the first time, like, uh, uh, not, no, Suffolk. Okay. And so I had a, uh, I had a buddy of mine, um, up there who works for NASA, Arias, great guy. And, uh, and so I went to go and visit him and stay with him and do some flying. And, uh, and I had never been there before and the airport's not too far away. You know, got a night, uh, a night at a, a nice hotel. It was just, you know, coming back down here to Florida. Mm-hmm. And so we come up over this bridge, dude, and there is an aircraft carrier being built downtown. Oh, right, right. It's like, it, it, dude, the, the captain's bridge or the bridge is like dwarfing some of the skyscrapers, some of the banks. Oh, they're the, the, huge. huge. I don't know exactly how high they these are. These are new ones, water. so they're like probably twice as big as the old ones. I wonder what something. class. They're not Nimitz class, right? No, I think that, that was, was the last one, right? That was the last, yeah. Or Reagan or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But th- this is brand new. Right. Still being worked on right now as we speak. And there was an- another <laughs> one of those weird-ass... Um, um, uh, pyramid-looking destroyers oh, yeah. being made like right next to it, right downtown. Oh yeah, like like as you're driving over they the gotta overpass build them somewhere. It's right. I, I'm there. like, but downtown. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would be like if downtown Chicago they put up a military shipyard. We got to remember that town probably grew. Oh oh wait, oh that because that, that's of all that, yeah that shipyard. I mean, yeah. we've got it when when you drive up from. You know, Portland up to Rockland, you pass through Bath, and they're mm. building those destroyers right there as well. There's a huge orange and white striped crane, like huge, huge. for lifting, you know, who knows, 100 tons, whatever. Whatever. Uh, yeah, they're pretty modular now. And they, yeah. yeah, they've got two or three of them being built right there, and that's just on a big creek, big river coming up uh, from oh, the Gulf of Maine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always pretty interesting to watch and, and just look at it. Yeah, I'm I sure the company can... employs the entire town. Yeah, I think it's Bath. It's not Bath Ironworks. I don't know. But, you know, obviously it's it's government contracts, and they've been they've probably been building ships there for forever. Hundreds of years. It's crazy, it... yeah. Because, you know, the U.S. doesn't really have a whole lot of shipyards anymore. We used to be we a got powerhouse. Like, yeah, yeah. We got like Newport News, which is a big one. Hmm. Um, well, we did at one time have the largest shipyard in the world. Which was, it was that? cranking out. Remember we watched that little documentary on the El Faro that went yeah, down yeah. in Hurricane Joaquin? The one, I believe the shipyard where that was built was the one that was like, it was huge. It was in Pennsylvania. Um, it's now a casino racetrack. Uh, where it was and i guess there's still there's still like some old pilings in one corner of the property with like a plaque you know it's like here lies 
what was once the largest once the, shipyard the, in the, the world. world. Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't know the name of it, but uh, there's yeah. another, another industry that's just slipping through our fingers. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those. Who knows? But I don't know. It's it's so crazy. Yeah, seeing that stuff, just seeing ships that things that big, it's always oh, been insane. astounding to me. I you know I I generally try to to pass by or be passed by out at sea as far as I can. I'm never sort of like, ooh, let's go in for a closer look. Yeah. But every once in a while, there's like a half mile uh, close sort of, you know, passing. And I'm always in awe. Just like, wow. Especially yeah. the thousand footers. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, yeah. there. when I went and cut through the mooring field, so to speak, of Savannah, there were 27 ships that I counted out there. It's the I mean, they're just, the they're parked there, right? Because they're, they're waiting. They're right? anchored, yeah. fully laden, waiting to go in. And it's crazy because when they're anchored, they are lit up like a city. I mean, you know, some of them, I think the biggest one that was sitting out there might have been like 1,300 feet, um, which is pretty much the biggest of the big, fully laden and just, uh, I mean, it's astounding to see. But... You're sort of in this thing, and I don't really have AIS, and I'm like, how am I going to tell which ones of these are moving? And then I sort of remembered back, you know, a little bit of seamanship in the brain, still yeah. knocking around up there. You yeah, look yeah. for the it's one that has yeah. just the two nav lights, right. and yeah. the two, you know, ships of that size will carry two white lights, and that's basically it. And so you're looking around, and then you see, you know, just this outline moving. You're like, oh, okay, there's one. And all the rest of them, they're lit up. You know, they're anchored. They're sitting. yeah, because this is after you lost your gear, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, uh, but it's it really is. Uh, I had to go right through the middle, and so you're passing by all these ships. Man, the exhaust that they are pumping out is oh, it's so gross. Oh, it's uh, brutal. It's brutal. It's just like a halo, halo of just smoke going out. Oh God. Especially in like what, like, like a calm breeze. Very calm breeze, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just, just sort of lingers there. I couldn't even imagine, like, if there was no wind, just sitting out there. Well, I was actually pretty lucky because just outside of that, somewhere, there is one of these old sort of tower structures that looks like it has a helicopter pad on it and a little tiny shack. And I don't know if they were used for pilot ships or something back in the day. I think they don't Probably. they don't really use them anymore, but it didn't have any lights on it. Oh uh, no. And I'm sailing and I'm sailing and it, luckily I had a bit of moonlight and then just started off in the distance a few hundred yards away. I'm looking, I'm like, what is that? And yeah. I've passed Did you see this, a silhouette. Yeah, I saw a silhouette and I was like, Whoa, oh and I passed this thing during the daytime the year before, real close. Because I was like, whoa, look at that. Yeah, let me go take a check of that. Just thinking to myself, God, you know, this is why I can't sleep. That's why I can't sleep. No, not unless you're far, far away yeah, from yeah. all the all the traffic. Yeah, <clears> I can't <throat> even imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the biggest, like, I wouldn't say the like not longest ship that I've ever seen. I'm sure we spoke about this on the pod before, but it was like it must have been some European fishing boat, which was a factory. Oh, factory ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, so you you see the container ships and the oil ships, right? And the LNG ships, they're all pretty skinny compared. You know, they're high aspect, right? They're, they're most of them. Yeah, they're they're length to, uh, you know, they're they're 
breadth. Breath. breath is uh, is a pretty high number. And I saw something which its length and width looked almost the I, same. Yeah, right. And it, dude, when you talk about lit up like a city, I was just like, I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and not even in port, you know? I mean, it had the width of an aircraft carrier, and it, I don't even know how long, and I, I, I'd be hazard to guess, but it was, I, dude, that thing was lit up like downtown Chicago, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. I just couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was just like, and I'm like, that's, that's, not only the fishing equipment. Was this West Coast? East Coast. East Coast. East oh. Coast. This is out in the Atlantic, out past the stream, hmm. and uh, in international and uh, waters. Dude, just the the sheer size. And I knew what they were doing. You know, because you can't have anything that, that warrants anything that big. Yeah, yeah. Unless it is, that's the factory. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. The, They probably even packaged... The oh, they definitely do. Yeah, yeah. They they package, they freeze. Yeah, they freeze. So that yeah. you know, when they pull in, when I, I assume, I think they pull in when the whole thing is just filled. You're like, oh, I can't fit anymore. You have just flooded the market with all the fish that go to. Like, I bet you the owner of that company is just chomping at the bit. It's like, when are you going to let me go nuclear? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm sick and tired of paying for this have a fuel. Huge platform that just moves and stays out there and ships come to it, load up and go back. Yeah, yeah like that boat yeah. never leaves. Yeah, maybe to get a bottom job, you know, but that's it. Well, I passed when, it, when I was up. Uh, I don't even think you could give it a bottom. You'd have to dry dock it. You'd have to put it in a lock. And drain out, it, dude. It was so fucking huge. You'd have to put it into a lock, <laughs> yeah, and you'd have to drain, drain it, it yeah. and then have guys work on it. There's no travel lift in the world that can come even close. No, this is the only no. way. It's the only way. Well, it's a, it begs the question, you know, for for any of these large ships, you know, 700 feet, 800 feet and above, you know, they they're allowed to put on the most toxic, insane paint in the world. Yeah, because it's industry. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, they're obviously, uh, yeah, because they can't really come out of the water. I don't, not, not, not those ones. No, no, no uh, because what we, you know, you. I wonder you what they that? do if they have divers no. that go down. No, that, well, that you, you, you've seen the, the you've seen those documentaries where they take them over to India or Bangladesh, oh, yeah, and, they, and break them, yeah. yeah, and they break them down. So but that's I'm, usually twenty, thirty. Something years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 gone through its useful life. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure the owners are just like, or, you know, it's a mega corporation, right? The secret mega shipping corporation that never makes the news. Oh, know, MSC and uh, the, the big ones. It's actually up in Maine. We had, a, there was some magazine that's always in the break room and it's all about ships and shipping. And yeah. in the back, it lists yeah. like the most valuable shipping companies and how much they own and how many ships and all that. And it's, Astronomical. I mean, they, okay, just put it this way: it's insane. They're they're so rich, they're so wealthy. That rich is the wrong word. They're so wealthy. Well, but they're, they're these huge corporations, of course. Own, I mean, but these know, these corporations are so wealthy, and they're so important. So to, important to the way the things people work in this die world. if shipping can't go on. Exactly. That that 
even the shit we've seen with COVID with like Pfizer and, you know, Johnson Johnson and, uh, you know, name, name the corporations, right. Mm -hmm. We've been dealing with COVID making hundreds of billions of dollars. Right. All right. Those guys, those guys don't have enough money to keep themselves out of the papers. But guess what? When was the last time you read a, read a word? About oh, about a shipping company? Yeah, about a shipping company. Unless it did something real fucked like up. Like the Alfaro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but that but what was that? Sea <clears throat> Star? You know, what was yeah. that that company Sea Star? I believe. Well, there there's yeah, it's it's one of those where there's multiple different facets. Yeah, but the, but the big boys company. big boys, you never hear about them. No, you well, never they're, hear they're about in them. in a lot of ways they're a necessary evil because yeah, it's yes, like trying to they, report on Exxon. They pollute like crazy, whatever, yeah. but they're moving products around the earth yeah. in the most efficient yeah, it, way. What are you going to do? Are you going to write a story about Dutch Shell? Well, I think I think some of the crazy part is that it really is. like You, you look at a lot of these these like island nations, even like Hawaii and stuff, or Puerto Rico or yeah, whatever, oh yeah. when, when a natural disaster happens and you know the, the port gets destroyed, that's like a real like emergency situation because all of a sudden ships can't come in. The grocery stores run out of food because we're all so dependent on this supply chain. You know, it's not like the olden days where everybody can be like, Oh, you know what? Let's just grow our own. We'll be okay. (laughs) Let's just grow our own. You might have a a small (laughs) section of society that's already doing that and has done that and they're okay. And then you got an even smaller section of doomsday preppers. They're like, oh, I'm good for a year. 90% of us are just like, what do you mean there's no food in the grocery store? No, no, because the ship can't get it. Dude, I fucked up Christmas. Remember? Well, you always do. No, 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 no. I, I fucked up Christmas dinner. I didn't fuck up Christmas. <laughs> well, when I think back to when yeah, we were teenagers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I fucked up a bunch of Christmases. But but, but because I, I didn't prep ahead. And here in Florida, you know, I mean, Florida Southern State, people got to remember that. I mean, we're pretty much Bible Belt here. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, and so I was just like, ah, I'll just go. And, because we were going to do... Because our big thing, of course, was is always Christmas Eve. Yeah, you know, and so that's that's when you break out the oysters and the caviar and the and the lobster. We had lobsters this year, which was really nice. The one epic mm, meal. Yeah, one epic meal. The pinnacle. Uh, well, outside of Thanksgiving, and uh, well, that's all home cooked. You know, Christmas oh, yeah. is like the time where yeah, we usually you just go decadent. Try to as yeah. best you can. I yeah, mean, exactly. You know. And so I was just like. Oh, we'll just do smash burgers, you know, like on the skillet, you know, with the with the burner, you know, just a iconic Midwest mm. uh what's that steak and shake smash burger. You know, it was just gonna be fun. Yeah. Right. And uh and oh oh, oh so they're closed. all closed. You couldn't you couldn't I guess you could go to Walgreens and get some White Castle and the frozen boxes or something. Well, like yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's ways around it, but yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you ruined Christmas, man. I still yeah. had a wonderful time. You've been the host with the most, bro. No, thank you, thank been you. Fed. No, you, no, it's been it's been room. great. Yeah, it's been great having you. You know, been able to just do my 
thing, edit these things together. Oh, I know. I come in here in the kitchen every you know, every morning, <laughs> and you're just drilled into that laptop. I gotta grind yeah. it out, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we're 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 finally at a, a spot where the the base of this little venture is is solidifying and it's starting to mound a little bit and i you know it's one of those things i i fear letting it all fall apart because of how much work i've put into all this i mean this oh, last yeah. summer was just insane i just i summoned every last piece of energy i had i curbed some of the other things that i wish i would have been able to do just so that i could keep focusing and keep grinding to really just get to that point which i'm still nowhere near but a point where I, you know, something like this podcast mm-hmm. and a few other things can can make it so that that's what I can do with my time mm-hmm. to build my own income stream and all that. I, you know, it's 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 a gamble whether or not it's going to work, but well, I mean, I got I, to lose some sleep, dude. I, I I enjoy listening to them all the time. You know, your solos or if you have a guest or. You know, I've definitely I, I got some it. some pretty cool diehard fans for sure. I you know, and I hear it. You know, I I get a lot of emails and such, and they're they're a big part of what what sort of keeps me going. But you know, in the end, it's it's that that dream because you know, I like you. We we've both worked for companies pretty much our whole lives. Yeah, yeah, I've been a cog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in some respects, I really enjoy it. Like when I'm up in Maine at the boatyard, I love being a cog. I want to be the low man on the totem pole, no responsibility. I'm finished with work. I don't give it another thought. Yep. You know, that is, there's something nice about that. You know, this, Mm. I enjoy a lot more, but at the same time, you know, I wake up in the morning and if I want to roll over and get some more sleep, that thought creeps into my head of like, well, you know, you could be editing something. You oh, could God. be. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. When you, was the last podcast you did? And then I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, you're taking your work home with you. Like, totally. With with like with sale making for me, it was it was just sort of I got to a point where you know because I work with my hands, and so it got to a point where I felt that it. I was just sort of running on autopilot for a long time. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people involved. And and so, and because I had done sales, S-A-L-E-S, as well as sales, S-A-I-L-S. Um, yeah, I just sort of would, had, a, had a multifaceted thing, right? And so when I went into the aerospace stuff, I was on a, a team like I mean I still am but you're in a team and it's only about four or five people yeah right and so when I would take my work home with me I can't physically take it home with me right but what I could do is think about the philosophy of the work you know what makes a better team how do I get others you know sort of more charged up because when I'm sail making Dude, I'm I'm a single dude just running. You, your machine, I, I, and the dude, dude, because because I'm not asking questions. I'm not asking permission. I'm not answering questions. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, right. Because it it is sort of a very singular job, you know. But in something much bigger like the aero stuff, now you're with a a team and you have to work 
with your team. And so then you start embracing sort of like philosophies of how are you going to go about tomorrow? How can you make it better? Right. So like there is how you're going to reach that goal. Yes. Yes. It's all goal oriented. Right. And that's huge. That is that is not like we're, you know, not to interrupt you, but like the there's always two thoughts or two different programs. You know, when, when you're well, like when I was in the resort, the goal is to provide the service day in and day out. To have happy vacationers yeah. having same, a great time, get it on, you know, make it great and just mm. rinse and repeat. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I'm a fan of that when you're trying to revamp a program or what, the build rin- one or rinse and repeat, like or at least fine tune it. Get to, it to that point. As soon as we get to that point, and then it's solidified that yes, okay, we got a we got a really great working system here. You know, usually another season of that just to sort of enjoy it. But then I'm like, all right, we got. I got to get out of here. I got to do something else. Yeah. Because the challenge of it that I enjoy is is you know the goal of okay, we want to get this to five star. So let's do that. When you're that's, that's great because that's a goal. That's a goal. Yeah. But yeah, when it turns into just like we want to provide this service all the time for the next hundred years, and you're gonna have play your role in this little chunk of it. Yeah, that I could do without. No, it, it, that becomes that that becomes hard. I mean, in, I mean, unless you like doing it, you know, like like I said in in sail making, hmm. I was headphones on, dude. I didn't talk to a single person. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I, but it took a while to get there, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw shade on that because I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. Mm. You know, I like that anonymity. You know, being able to just sort of function on my own and get the project done, and that way I also had quality control. Well, you and know. you're only responsible for your own screw up. Exactly. And when you do screw up, which <laughs> find me, find me somebody who hasn't, right? Yeah, right. And uh, and so when you do screw up, you know when, where all the details, how it happened. And so you can walk it, hopefully you can walk it back, right? You can, you can have go into recovery mode and fix the mistakes that you've made and you can do it at something that you are happy with. So you can fix it and then resume again. And this time, this time you're walking on a little bit of eggshells and you're like, Oh, I fucked that up. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like, we're not going to do that again. You know? Extra special uh, yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. But on these, you know, on these, on these different projects, they're, you know, at at first it was, you know, outside of, you know, my concept of changing, you know, industries. You know, first you're thrown for a fucking curveball. You're like, oh shit, I got to learn a whole bunch of yeah. new, new new stuff. And uh, as I got more and more comfortable and working. M- like having to work with a team, you know, and going back home in the evenings and, and trying to, trying to, you know, sort of work out philosophies on how to work better with teams, mm-hmm. how to approach uh, subjects that nobody has any fucking clue about, right? This is all experimental, yeah, right? And, and so I came across, you know, I was listening to Lex Friedman's podcast and I, and he was interviewing some guy from like MIT. I mean, it's a super scholar, yeah. right? right? I mean, he's probably got a Nobel prize. And, uh, 
and this guy uh, was talking about this term called flow and and flow what he said and he reiterated it like 10 times to Lex mm. right and Lex Lex is not a pushover right? mm. <laughs> he's pretty smart that pretty guy fucking smart and funny as fuck too and uh and so this term flow or flow and he defined it as three characteristics one was um correct information two was tightly coupled feedback and three was error matters and that shot through my head like a lightning bolt Mm. i was like oh my god that's the secret to like doing something Something that you're you're wanting to do, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. If you don't want to do it, if you're in a Russian gulag, you try to do it complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it, but if if you're wanting to accomplish something, it was, and I'll reiterate it again to you: it is clear information. Okay, so you've got your clear information. All right, you got your now goals, you got no, no, no. It's dude. It's even more simple than that. You got your clear information. Next. You've got your tight, tightly coupled feedback, okay? So if your feedback comes back a little screwy, then you have to go back to clear information because apparently something's yeah. not clear. Either you're not getting the you, right info or You don't go forward. You only go back. But if you don't pass one, then that stops you from going to the other, Yeah. okay? So it's clear information, tightly coupled feedback. The guy that you just gave... The email to that said the information he's unsure he sends back an email saying uh are you sure about this okay back to square one yeah because apparently it wasn't clear okay and then the third was error matters which it does mm-hmm. and so if you do one and two then you shouldn't be able to get to th- i mean you, you could get to three but you should be fine with three yeah error error shouldn't be on the plate anymore and i thought to myself you know, and I, I'm, 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 I was listening to this podcast, The Illusionist, which is a great one. It's about the English language, and, and, uh, and I was, I was going over this thing. I wrote it down. I put it in my wallet. I posted it at work. I felt that confident about it. And so as I was thinking about it more and more, and I was listening to this Illusionist podcast, I'm like, I think error is the wrong word. I was, I was, dude, I had invested so much time trying to digest this idea, mm-hmm. this philosophy. And I said, I said to myself, I go, okay, clear information. Okay. There's, there's no doubt about that. That's, that's, that's perfectly worded. Yeah. It's clear. I have clear information. If I do not have it, I ask again. Tight, <laughs> tightly, tight, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going deep, good, dude. Man. Tightly coupled, tightly coupled feedback. All right. Did I get the clear information? Am I going to give feedback to someone? If something looks a little dodgy to me, am I going to say something? Fuck yeah, I am. My hand's going up, straight in the air. I'm dropping tools. I'm walking over to somebody who knows more. Yeah. Or okay. Error matters. If you've made it past the first two. Error shouldn't be on the table. Okay. And so I said, how am I going to adjust this philosophy to fit me? 
to fit me and what I believe and in, 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 in doing what the team was best for the team. And so I said to myself, okay, you got two options, precision or accuracy matters. And I thought about it and I was like, all right, okay, now we're getting closer to what my definition wants to be. And I said to myself, well, precision is the input. So that's clear information input to like a machine, like a CNC machine. That's precision. Mm -hmm. I'm like input from human to human. That's accuracy. You know, that's accuracy. Yeah. Precision and accuracy are two different things. So I took probably three beers in. <laughs> I took some guy who's like an MIT philosopher or something, and I and I ch- changed it. I changed it, you know, whole cloth. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm doing this, man. I'm going to change a philosophy for the better. And so I came with clear information, tightly coupled feedback, accuracy matters. That's flow. Nice. I just rewrote somebody's probably a triple PhD. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and I'm sure, I'm sure well, to fit you and yeah, you're to your fit mindset. me. And I guarantee you, if I sit sat down with him across the table, he'd be he'd probably be like, I think he got something there. He might not agree. Yeah, he but, might pick you to pieces. Oh, he might pick me to pieces. But I think like, I think oh, in what I'm I just sorry. I th- I think in what I just told you, I th- I think that the average, it, it, not the average listener, I think majority of anybody listening to this would be like, I think he's got something there. Yeah. But it was it was like one of my really first times that I really delved into sort of a. I mean, people are like, oh, three things, Fen. Oh, great. Okay, good for you. Cla- yeah. Oh, good yeah, for, for you. you. Good for you. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've had a couple. I've had a couple of gems. My my other my other gem is uh, the best thing about the worst thing. It's it's never as bad as you think. <laughs> the best thing <laughs> about oh, the worst wow. thing. This is never as bad as you think. <laughs> that's a good play on words there yeah that's a good one that's a good one well well you know that that topic also i it bleeds into what you know i had mentioned i'd like to talk about a little bit because you know i i think one of the things uh that makes sitting and talking to you so interesting is that you you devour information uh yeah, whether constantly. It, yeah, whether it be audiobooks, uh, physical books, mm-hmm. content on on Just, YouTube, mm-hmm. which you know, I it's it's not like you're watching, you know, the, the Kardashians uh, oh, no. train wreck or anything like that, <laughs> no. or, or Kanye no. going off the rails. I think you're, it's yay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kanye. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I know he's a listener. Um, no, but you know, it's it's. It's always fascinating stuff and and all the podcasts and everything. And yeah, I, I just figured it would be uh, definitely a treat for for the listeners to sort of, I don't know, run down some of the infinite number of, of content that, that you actually take up on a, on a pretty regular basis. I mean, just to, to give you an example for the listeners, like Sven gave me his audio collection on audible 
Yeah, yeah. I'd let you log into my account. Yeah. yeah. So Don't tell was, Jeff Bezos yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, he's Jeff. Coming, he's coming for you. This is like <laughs> 60 bucks or something like that. He's going to hunt you down on his yacht out there. And I, I head out to the ocean, and I'm going to be out there supposedly for a long time until I break something, I guess. And this was years ago. And start diving into some of these books, and they are so terrifying because they're so real and they're about real subjects like world debt and rabies and oh, the rabies the one, spillover of epidemics. Spillover is uh, great. You know, uh, all these subjects that literally I couldn't get through a whole book. I, you know, there was like one or two that I was like, okay, I can handle this but would send my brain into a thought process while alone at sea and isolated it was definitely not healthy. Um, <laughs> it's pretty know, dark. I definitely can consume these things when I'm back on land and there's other people to sort of weep uh, with. I mean, hi- and- I also highlight the fact, I mean, this is all nonfiction. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, all yeah, nonfiction. Yeah. These are all, you know, yeah, intellectuals and, yeah. and stuff, but... I labeled his library on the thing, scary books, Sven's scary books. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, you know, no matter how much content I ran out of, if I, if I didn't have anything else, like it was like, don't touch those when you're out at sea alone. Cause they throw you for a nightmare, but it, it really is. It's, I think it's, it's really nice to be able to sort of get a glimpse into it, you know, just being here for this week and seeing some of the, being exposed to some of this stuff. Uh, oh yeah, because you've been, I mean, you've been sort of hanging around here. Ina's, Ina's at work for a while and it's been the holidays. So we've been taking it pretty easy, you know, we just, we just got the YouTube running on the background, which is all my subscriptions. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's, a lot of it's like, you know, it, it's, it's some funny stuff. You know, because I got I, I hope to got to have a pretty good sense of humor. Oh yeah. But, Tim but, Dillon's rolling. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tim Dillon's rolling. But, but there's, you know, it's, it's, interspersed between you know a nova or a, yeah. or something or you know or something about uh, political history or you know something you know it's always it's always broken up because i can only take jokey jokes for only so long well because yeah i i they go I, brain needs to work again yeah i was gonna say you definitely strike me as someone who does like to learn who likes to sort of be informed of new things or current things and uh, sort of be on that cutting edge and but also you know dropping right into the history stuff like dan is it dan carlin yeah that's his yeah. his one about hardcore you know, history hardcore history i yeah. mean that, i've listened to everything he has, that's yeah. mind-blowing you know yeah. it's it's crazy long form but it's it's i mean i started out with the stuff on world war one and was just like I had no idea. I had yeah, no idea yeah. how bad. Oh, it was. World War One! Oh, Jesus Christ! It, no, it, it, it's a human meat grinder. Yeah, human, human fucking. Throw meat more bodies at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, was it the Psalm? It was like forty-five thousand one day, and they were just operating. They were just they were just doing that shit from sun up to sundown. Crazy. Forty-five thousand in one shot. So it's it's. it's so it's, how how big is Petoskey? Five thousand, six thousand, maybe. There you go. So what, four times, four times the size of our town in one day? Eight times, wouldn't it be? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I read a, a lot, guy, but I am folks. not, not a fucking math guy. I do never, well, who, never who else? Me. Who else? If, if you wanted somebody, if 
to be able to sort of peel right into here. the world that is Sven. And oh, I'm man. not going to put links in the description because I don't know if that's legal. Uh, plus, <laughs> where do you, I, how many? You Sounds like a lot do? of work. How many? You no, I don't know. Do just that, if you've got you a know, couple I mean, highlights, I'm just going to let you go. I wish, you know, I wish we had. Uh, well, yeah, I can give a little. Up. I can give a. Well, here, we'll just start with. Oh, my God. I, I can just hear. Here, why don't you tee me up? You know what? I'll tell you what. Why don't we. Uh, what, what uh, time are we at? Oh, I'd be probably over an hour. Right now? Easily, yeah. Oh, geez. Um, it's it's 3.30, though. All right. Why don't we take it's a... World time. Why don't we take a pee break, and uh, and then I'll... And then I, I've got a list going, and then I'll just go... Yeah, if you through. if you can just... I, I think Because I've got be... the library up, but I've got to scroll, and I, I know where I want to start and yeah. where I want to stop. All right, all right. There's, yeah, too, we'll, there's, we'll too, many, little... there's too many to list. I know, there's I know. Well, and that's why I'm saying just a glimpse, but I, you know, it's one of those things where I, you've exposed me to so many different forms of content from different uh, people, different intellectuals that... It, oh, if yeah, we can yeah, give oh, just a slice of that to uh, uh, the listeners, it just juices it cool. your brain. It just juices your brain. You get the steroids of the brain going. <laughs> you know. All right, here we go. Taking a break. All right, getting back into Sven's content. Yeah, just let her rip, bud. Well, I mean, I've got my, I've got my um, Audible library. Unfortunately, <laughs> shitload of scrolling. I'm glad we took a break before we came back to it. Um, I mean, you want me to just start? Well, I guess I, you know, if there's a couple highlight ones, uh, yeah, there, I, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's some that are like five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah the ones, yeah, the ones yeah. that sort of really blew your hair back. Um, all right, we can start right now. Um, War on the West, Douglas Murray, oh, epic about the um, about a lot of European guilt about letting immigrants in and how it's just sort of ugh, mucking stuff up over there. Great, yeah. great read. Five star. Oh, oh, I gave it, I, I, I sent it to my wife, Ina, and she absolutely loves the book. And she's an immigrant herself. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she was, she thought that was, that was great. Um, stuff by Peter Singer, like the most good you can do. You know, he, he's a, He's a philosopher from Australia, and and he you know just sort of dives deep in in trying to be the the best human being that you can be. That, that one's pretty strong. And the the other one, a lot of the stuff is uh, essays. So some of the stuff is in the same two books, but Ethics in the Real World again by Peter Singer. That's that's fun. That's I mean it's just really just sort of eye opening. Um, the Sweet Spot by uh, Paul Bloom. All oh, Paul Blooms. He's a uh, psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what university he works out of. I mean, like, dude, it's so hard when you're when you're just swallowing everything. It's sort of hard to keep everybody in check, you know. Oh God, Kitchen Confidential. But I read that when it was in paperback. <laughs> <laughs> I was like one of the the books we had to read. For English and literature. Oh yeah, yeah. For, for the liberal arts, they kind arts. of ruined me for a long time. Oh, it ruined me for a long time too, went. dude. Uh, yeah, if, if I had to, if I had to read another Bronte novel, I was going to put a gun to my head. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I mean, yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, we got schooled on Shakespeare. We yeah. Got, we got schooled on the classics. You know, but it made reading such a chore 
that I took the biggest break ever. Well, and, and that's, I think that's an important thing. I mean, you know, some of the stuff that I take out, out to see with me, like the Jack Reacher novels and stuff by Lee Child. Yeah. Obviously that's junk food literature. And and I, I mean, no offense by that, but it's not, you know, it's, no, fiction, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's, it's, yeah, but it's great. It's fun to read. It's exciting. You know, it's, it's better than watching a movie. It lasts a lot longer. Um, and it's just, I can't put them down. So I, I get like five or six of those things and I head out to see it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, not we, learning anything. No, no, no. But you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got time to burn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and, and we, we all, we all, I've beaten this one to death, which is the, which is the Steven Pinker better nature of our oh, angels. But yeah. guess what? You want to follow that up? You want to follow that up? You can go with, uh, <laughs> you can go with Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of the United States. Holy Jesus, dude. Oh, Terrifying. Would I put that in the scary books list? Oh, 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 it's shockingly scary. Yeah. And that is us. Yeah, I know. That, that dude, there is shit that goes down in there. And it is a full, unabashed, true history of what's really been going on in this country since its founding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nuts, dude. And I mean, I mean, You're I've just heard chopping down cherry trees in the uh, front yard. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you were not. <laughs> you were burning slaves in the backwoods. You know, um, Life's Edge. Carl Zimmer. I I recommend anything by Carl Zimmer. Uh, he he was a he's a um, he's a science writer. Uh, he's worked for, um, radio lab and some other content creators and he's just really got, you know, he's, he's got a good, good body of work. Uh, the premonition, Michael Lewis, who doesn't Mike like Michael Lewis Moneyball, uh, yeah, liars yeah, right. poker. I mean, come on, that guy, that guy's, that guy's awesome. The fifth risk again, Michael Lewis, um, the bomber mafia, which I just recently Read not well, not not recently, but uh, you know that's Malcolm Gladwell, and that's about uh, inventing the uh, Norton Norton uh, bomb sites, you know, for to make bombs more accurate. <laughs> and then, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to pinpoint bomb during World War II because they didn't want to kill roast some, the whole city. city. Yeah. And 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 they're like, no, that's just roast the whole city. Wow, it's just the way it works, right? Um, the data detective Tim Hartford, he's got a, a great uh, podcast called uh, uh, "Something Economist." Uh, it's it's Tim Hartford, H A R F O R D. Oh, all right. So, but he's got a he's got a great um, a, economist. He's got a, God, I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. Empire of Illusion, Chris Hedges, bro. Hedges, dude. Dude, he's, go down the hedges he's one hall. Of the scariest. Yeah, but it, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, you know, um, Storm of Steel. Ernst Younger. That, that was written after World War One, by from the German viewpoint. You know, because eh, Germany. Oh, really? Yeah, because world. Don't forget, people like to think that Germans are always the baddies, but in World War One. Before they started roasting people alive, yeah, it, it was a pretty gray line. Everyone seemed to there was no good players, right, right, in that in that thing. People were ratcheting up. You know, I'll start a war with you because I'm going to make fun of you. Well, the whole mm. the whole 
continent of Europe was a powder keg. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just waiting. It yeah, was just yeah. waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tinder box. A, a tinder box, exactly. Um, of course, I can't breathe. Matt Taibbi. I mean, Matt Taibbi's great. Mm. You know, he, he's just a good journalist, rock yeah. solid journalist. Comes from sort of the background of uh, the type of guys like uh, Hunter S. Thompson. You know, not Gonzo, not totally Gonzo journalist journalism, real journalism, but done in t- a little bit of tongue in cheek. But sometimes that tongue in cheek is sort of, you know, pretty. It's it's good, fun reading. Yeah, you know, he's, he's got a sense of humor about it, but he's also he's also on point with his facts. Yeah, right? yeah, he's not he's not feeding you bullshit. Um, again, Gris, Griftopia, great book, Matt Taibbi. Again, um, what's another one? Unspeakable, Hedges again. Mm. You know, I, I wish I could just do this by. Um, what well, who uh, who who did uh, spillover? That one blew me away. David Quammen. David Quammen. That was a scary book. Yeah, he also has another one here, uh, Monster of God, uh, David Quammen, and it's about um, the interaction between tigers and um, people in India as they started to expand out, and and tigers were, because he's a wildlife Mm -hmm. guy, you know, he's like worked for National Geographic, stuff like that. Yeah. And so... He, you know, he he did it, it. It's pretty much a thing about interaction of humans and pretty gnarly beasts. Yeah. And about there will be some casualties on both sides. Both sides. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good one. It's not my favorite. Spillover is is perfect. I mean, scary. Scary is fuck. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. You know, but and it's a big book. Get ready. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like it's like a. 30 hour audio <laughs> read. Yeah. Yeah. But I've read it five fucking times, man. Yeah. It is one of, it is, it is probably one of my favorite books and I read it before the pandemic. And so I knew what we were in. And if anybody reads that now, like if you're fresh to this and you read it now, you will be like, you will want to strangle somebody <laughs> because you will be like, I know we're not going there. No, we're not going. We're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. Let me just uh, put it back. All right, all right. Uh, uh, The management of savagery. Max Blumenthal, great journalist. Blumenthal, yeah, yeah, from the gray zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just about uh, it's you know it's just about how the you know little sort of uh, what do you call that? You know, the U.S. sort of puffs its chest a little too much. You know, and about how we interact with the rest of the world. Right, right. Um, uh, America, the farewell tour, another hedges, hedges. Yeah, hedges. Oh, look at this! Um, sailing into oblivion, the solo nonstop voyage of the mighty sparrow. Now and I can get behind a novel like, like that. that. I think so. True too. story. Yes. You know? I wonder how many times that's been read. Overcoming adversity. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> great. It's a little Talking known life, book too. Life changing. Yeah. Life changing. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it was. <laughs> well, it, not to not to cut this list no, short, but no, no. Um, when you get into the podcast world, you've definitely got some some big and 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 not all just the intellectual stuff, but also just the I, I call it pop culture politics, 
and that's everything from bro. Would you what say Prince that was Taibbi or no? whatever Mary uh, Markle is doing with Prince Harry? Oh Jesus Christ! To you know, to to Biden, to <laughs> to uh, any you know, just all the politics stuff that's going on throughout yeah. this world. Um, you know, you you've got a pretty good core of about five or six podcasts that you're constantly listening to, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like. Uh, Radio Lab's gotten a little left. Um, you know, Tim Dillon is just so fucking. Is fun. he the one where you're like literally waiting for the next episode and you just yes. listen to it immediately? Yes. No, no, no. Sometimes I want it so bad, I'll save it because they come out. They come out at like Sunday night, yeah. Sunday night, and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, it's eleven o'clock on a Sunday night. I gotta save it. I want to listen to it so bad. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to laugh. Yeah, it's it, loud and uh, and it's just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just it, and it's just a piss take on not America. Yeah. yeah, it's just it, it's just so. Oh, good. not just America. I'm pretty sure yeah. he he anything is in his sights, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Uh, well, there's it makes the headlines. Uh, another guilty pleasure I have is uh, Dark Nut Diaries. Which is done by Jack Resider. And uh, God, it is so good. Dude, you want to learn about everything fucked up on the internet? Dude. What's it called? Dark Web Diaries? Dark Net. Dark Net Diaries. Dark Net Diaries. Uh, Dude. Check that out. It is. It's it's an hour long. Probably puts one out every uh, uh, week or week and a half. Mm -hmm. But... But dude, he he does like pen testers, which are penetration testers, which are like people physically trying to get into a building. Yeah, and they're hired by these companies right. to see what their weaknesses are. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And there's also uh, software like like uh, you got to learn all the terminology: white hat hackers, black hat hackers, red hat hackers. You know, you, and but there's people who are trying to get in physically, and there's also like dude, people walk into just try to pick the lock of a server room and put it in a raspberry pi and just start stealing absolutely all the information yeah yeah, yeah. you know or or there's guys who are just trying to do it from a computer right but there's like jump the firewall sort of thing yeah exactly exactly oh dude there there's some crazy stories in fact you will never want to online shop again Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff scares me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, no, but I'm so I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. If you listen to that enough, you'll be like, holy shit. How much does Amazon spend on security? Well, they must yeah, I mean, be hundreds, a billions are, of dollars. Just, just so, like, as far as the servers that provide, you know, all of the stuff. Isn't it they, pretty much like Oracle, Google, oh, oh yeah, oh, Amazon, yeah. all those companies, yeah, and they hire these guys to try to break in, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it, wow. whether virtually or phys- physically. The mm. physical, the physical ones are the best; those are the greatest. But but he, he's been doing a pot, he's he's up to a couple hundred, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's, he's good. Oh, he, he's good. Let me let me let me see who else I've got on my um, on my podcast list. Yeah, of course, like Freakonomics. Yeah. You know, that's always a good one. It's always pretty interesting. I stopped listening to This American Life because it just got Oh, sad. I had to. Yeah, me it, too. Endless Thread is funny just because it just just trolls or just, uh, you know, scours um, Reddit. 
Oh, okay. So they just do whatever's popular on Reddit. Right, right. So they don't even really have a choice of, yeah. of what their <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. is going to be on. It's, it's yeah, and Reddit's a, Red, yeah, and Reddit's a dumpster fire. So yeah. it's usually some pretty fun content. Uh, well, of course, Jimmy Dore show. You can't, oh, yeah, you no, can't Jimmy, Jimmy's. Lex, Lex for your wrong, worth watching. Uh, wrongful Conviction with Jason Flom. Um, I got into that one real early because he had some great guests, and these are people who were wrongly convicted, and you will absolutely change your mind about the justice system and how fucked up. It, or You might already know it's fucked up, but you won't realize how fucked up. Yeah. You were like, oh, I was just walking around. I thought it was a level six. And you're like, no, 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 no. It's a level 15, bro. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 no. And they're like, oh, it's broken. And I'm like, no, it never worked in the fucking first place. Yeah. yeah. You know, this was designed to fail. Right. You know, in fact, uh, in fact, uh, um, I remember, I remember, uh, I think Ina, Ina was listening to one of them. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, I was like, Oh and oh and we were listening to audit the audit. Oh yeah yeah. We were watching that great that you, YouTube you, channel. Great YouTube channel. What to do and not do when interacting with police as a civilian. Eno watched about five of them, and I said, "So when the cops come, you might crack the window and say, can I help you?' And if they don't give you a straight reason, or they're unsure.'" You say I'm calling nine. I'm calling dispatch, and you close that door. Yeah. Unless they've got a warrant, they ain't fucking coming in, dude. You know. And she's like, well, I thought the police were here to help." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. They're here as an arm of the IRS, or they're here to clean up a mess that has already gone down. They are not here to help you. <laughs> you know, they are just an arm of the tax collector, or." There's been something fucked up's happened, yeah. but we're in a position where we're fine, where we don't have to worry about that part. Well, and audit for audit gives example after example, example. after example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, at the end, they grade the the cop or the the institution and the civilian. You know, and sometimes, most of the time, it's the civilian gets an A plus, and the cops get an F. Yeah. But it's very interesting to watch time. the ones that uh, where the cops get an A plus and the civilian gets an F. Right. You know? So that's that's a good one. I'm trying to think what else I have here. Um Well, what was the one with the English lady? Oh, uh the illusionist. Um that one's really good. Let me let me uh here, let me see you know, let me see. I got my libraries on here. Just give me a second. Oh, Michael Malice. You're welcome with Michael Malice. Great one. Funny, funny. He t- and that's more political stuff. Uh, if you really want a deep dive into some weird ass shit that nobody else knows anything about, the Arms Control Wonk podcast. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> and that's where they talk about geolocating, you know, missiles and. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, they go over what are the rules that all the countries have sort of written out mm-hmm. you know sometimes the ink is still wet sometimes it was written 50 years ago on what kind of ballistic missile can you have yeah, yeah. how far can it go oh this one goes farther now all right now we gotta come back to the table <laughs> oh, uh, yeah it's deep dude yeah. I, I don't unless you're really into that 
Oh, oh, and that was at Tim Hartford. It was uh, the guy who did the uh, the, uh, the the book I I spoke about, Cautionary Tales, dude. Ooh, Ooh that sounds very good. Oh, it is. Oh, it is awesome. And of course, Dan Carlin, uh, Criminal with uh, uh, Phoebe Judge. It's a great one. Um, let me see what else I have here. I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of scrolling. Lex, of course. Um, I've actually stopped listening to Sam Harris. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sort of. Well, hey, you know, I didn't. I didn't think that was going to happen. Some um, things, are, you know, will change. You know, because people change. Yeah, their content change. changes. You yeah, never know. Exactly. You His never content know. did change. Yeah. I used to love him to death. Um, the other is um, revisionist history with Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> It's Malcolm Gladwell. There that, you go. That, yep. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Oh, and uh, the Illusionist, and uh, who is the Helen Zaltzman? And that is just a deep dive on the English language and how to use words and get your point across and hmm. use the right word and the right term and, and the history of the word and, and it's just. Uh, it's, it's it's fun. It's fun. Well, and that's the thing, you know. I, it really is like as 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 minimal of of a deep dive into a lot of these that I've gone. You know, half of it's fascinating, half of it's jaw dropping. Some of it's just informative. Some of it's like a tool to become a smarter, more informed person. Some of it's hilarious. Yeah. Um. You know, there's like this whole arena, and I, I think just with those. You know, I'll probably in the description. I got one more. Oh, give it to me. This is my last one. Uh, Roman Mars, who does ninety nine percent invisible, which is the, uh, which is the, um, it's the uh, podcast on design. Mm. Yeah, design architecture. Because most of it's ninety nine percent invisible. Yeah. It's usually put behind a facade. It's usually buried in concrete. Mm-hmm. You don't see the rebar. But if the rebar wouldn't there be there, the you know the 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 building wouldn't be standing right in a, right. Sti- in a stiff wind, mm-hmm. right? And he's got this other one which is so interesting because he's in Oakland and they have an office there, and one of like I don't know Berkeley's law professors under constitutional law has an office next to his. <laughs> Oh really? Yes, and so he, his is just design and architecture and all that the stuff that surrounds us. But his neighbor is a constitutional law professor, and so they did what Roman Mars can be taught about con law, which is which is constitutional law. law, and it was originally done because of Trump. Oh really? Yeah, but but it became so popular. That now Trump's sort of out of the picture. Yeah. Now they just go over constitutional law. Oh, this is like, and he's and he's just he he just acts as a student. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he lets her talk, and then he asks questions. Right, right. I mean, his constitutional law is pretty heavy, yeah. heavy. You know, but he he's good at podcasting. He's been podcasting for like you know fifteen years, right? And so he knows how to put together a show, and it's a great show. And they're like, and they're like fifteen twenty minutes. Every once in a while, you get a thirty minute, and it and it is everything about constitutional law, and it's about the 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 cases that the judges today are seeing, and 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 the the woman who's who's a badass law professor on constitutional law just breaks the details down. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. it's it, it's just like, huh, what? 
He's got no. the questions and she's got the knowledge. Exactly. That, that's that. That's one. When I see one of those come up, I will listen to that at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, they're only like um, anywhere between 18 to 30 minutes. It's not... Right, right. It's not an hour, but that's 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 my little bag bag that's of tricks. A, yeah, and that's only that's just a small percentage. Yeah, there's the there's some I still so do. Yeah, yeah. But some I don't. But those, well, the, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, you know that that really does give people a glimpse into the world that is the mind of Sven, where, where it's slowly peeling you back one yeah, layer. Yeah, at a time. I'm getting onioned over you know, here. Onion? Yeah, <laughs> maybe no. I want to be a shallot, bro. There you go. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> a little bit more, yeah, a little more complex. Well, <laughs> I think uh, I think we're gonna probably cut it off there. Um, but yeah, I, it's always a pleasure to be able to sit down with you. Yeah, and no. We we uh, you know we we shoot from the hip all over. You know, I, I I'll tell you if if there ever was a person that I would I would love to be able to do these when you you know stumble onto something. And you're like, oh, I wish I could. We could do a pod. I yeah. think maybe I might have to make just an exception where a line or a, uh, yeah, over, over the, the phone. phone sort of one. If I can figure out a way to make sure the audio is at least clear, yeah, yeah, maybe obvious that it's on a phone or whatever. But I don't know. You know, it's a. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. You know, we just went over a, bunch, a long list of mostly hour based podcast yeah right? they're my favorites i enjoy listening to on i don't miss an episode right and and uh i've got massive amounts of bandwidth here got a good internet connection maybe i gotta figure out a nice little piece of equipment you know that we could do something like that because the, the ones i also like a lot are are the ones that are only 15 minutes long yeah well that's the thing yeah they don't have to be super long form stuff sometimes yeah. you get no. these quick no it, things it, you know those those guys who really broke that long form barrier okay those guys are badasses mm. all, all the people who, who punch out like lex friedman did fucking eight hours yeah yeah all right okay it's like an audiobook yeah it's longer but it was him audiobook. him and another guy unscripted yeah. talking for eight hours and i don't think a single minute of it was boring Right, right. Right. I mean, okay. All right. There's a place for that. There's also when I see these fifteen minute jobbers from guys that I know that can you know that have Every something word is the exact perfect word. Or or they ha- or they have something to talk about that's interesting. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for, right? That's all anybody's looking for. You know? I'll gobble that down. You know, maybe maybe just do a little daddle in that. You know, if I find something that blows my hair back, I'll fucking give you a call. Yep. There yeah. You go. There you go. That's it. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Until yeah. next time, because yeah. I'm sure there will be another. Uh, <laughs> there better be. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has uh, just been another edition uh, with Sven. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. I hope everybody out there has a uh, good uh, new year and safe. Safe. Sa- yeah. Uber, you idiots. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken from a man who knows. Who knows? Yes. Yes. Don't learn the hard way. Do not learn the hard way. It's expensive these days. <laughs> not that I know recently. Yeah, but right. It's right. expensive. We've, we've from learned. what I've heard, yeah. it's expensive <laughs> yeah. these days. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for coming on the show, Sven. And, Always a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Till next time. All right, Joe.